Hi everyone, this is Divided Films, the podcast that talks about movies that audiences and critics do not agree on. I'm JJ, my co-host here is Keith. Hello. And uh, with us today, our guest is our friend Dominic Nero. He is a writer and video editor for Esquire.com. How are you, Dom? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Glad you could be here. Yeah, glad to have you. Uh, We all go way back. We all love movies and we're all very opinionated, so... That's why we started this podcast, basically. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, today we are going to be talking about the 2018 horror film Hereditary, directed by Ari Aster and starring Tony Collette. Uh, so this movie uh, falls into the category of uh, positive score from critics and a mixed score from audiences. So just off the bat, speculating before we really dive into it, you know, like. Why, just off the top of your heads, do you guys think this is working for critics and maybe not necessarily for audiences? Don, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I think Hereditary is probably the only movie I've ever seen that, from a filmmaking standpoint, is so flawlessly executed and so like incredibly done but I will never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's one of those movies that's like, that was great, but uh, I'm good <laughs> after seeing it. Yeah. You know, there's a few films that come to mind like that. I can completely understand why casual audiences would not. Oh, but this, <laughs> this movie, in all the best and worst ways, is a nightmare. Yeah. Like it, um, <laughs> that's like the goal, right? But maybe... Well, Ari Aster, like, having rewatched this, and I feel like every time I... Every time I somehow watch it again in my life, I will appreciate the directing. That yeah. Ari Aster knows his way around the camera. Yeah, that definitely direction is something we definitely want to dive into when we uh, do our discussion here. So just real quick, though, the, um, the like, Rotten Tomatoes scores to this movie, 89% with critics and 65% approval with uh, audiences. So we're talking about a 24% difference here. Is that surprising at all, or is that kind of in line with what... You just, like you know, you know, when you saw this movie, I do remember when this movie first came out. It wasn't at sixty five. It was really? a, it was a tomato. It was in like the fifties, and oh. I do think I do think this movie time will be this movie's best friend. Yeah, I think that this movie in twenty years, if it's not already a classic in some people's eyes, will just be like uh, it'll be like uh, Rosemary's Babies or something like that. It'll just, yeah, I think it's just gonna. Hopefully the tomato and the audience score goes up. Yeah, I think a lot of horror movies, the like the most iconic horror movies you can think of, were very divisive at the time. Really? You know? Like you think about like say like The Exorcist. I mean, people yeah, I was about to people were running out of the theater going like, <laughs> how true? People thought that movie was like just plain like literally evil. You know, or you know, I guess a lot of seventies movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So these are movies where. You know, they're, yeah, they turn, it does turn a lot of people off, but, you know, it, they're they're bold, and I think that's why they stand out. But um, what, what are people looking for in a horror movie? I have a theory <laughs> about a why this movie, about why the audience, if we want to, I'll jump right into it. I think when critics, when you see the trailers for this movie, they, they hail it as, like, this, this movie's the scariest movie of all time. Yeah. So you get, so you get a regular person to go see this movie, and they're expecting the scariest movie of all time, and what they get is an intense family drama with sprinkled in with like cult mm-hmm. stuff and they're going what the fuck am i watching <laughs> and I, I look i i, I understand it mm-hmm. to an extent 
but I blame it on maybe on the uh, the marketing and horror movies like that. Like I'm thinking about it comes at night. Mm-hmm. Movies like it's just like scariest movie all time, and they're like Wait, nothing's happening. And you're what you get more is a psychological thriller. I think I and uh, I'll get into the premise in just a second, and uh, I think that is where I I think we'll start to see like why some audiences are not totally on board. But just quick, the critics consensus. I'll see if you guys agree with the critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Hereditary uses its classic setup as the framework for a harrowing, uncommonly unsettling horror film whose cold touch lingers long beyond the closing credits. And I think the key word for me is unsettling. Uh, yeah. It's definitely like uh, an every unword and uncomfortable, unsettling. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just every it, for all the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. And I think so. The premise. Let's start with the premise of this movie. This is a premise that you know, as an audience or critic, you're like on board of just going into the movie. Um, and if I had to sum it up, and this is, I think, a harder movie to kind of sum up its premise, I would say, in, as brief as possible, this movie's about um, a family who, you know, um, how about this? Tony Collette, you know, she plays them, uh, a mother who, when her mother dies, it sets in motion uh, a series of events and uh, that are tragic and horrific that are happening to her family, and basically... Her family unwittingly inherits the sacrificial rights to a demonic cult. That is kind of, if I had to like, yeah, a know, series of unfortunate events. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of like cast the net over what exactly is happening here. But the thing is, I feel like that's not really something I truly understand is happening until towards the end. Like I understand that, like you know, when the grandmother dies, there are things that are happening, and there's some sort of like, you know. Um, uh, something is in motion here, but by whom and to what end, I really don't know, till towards like the last 20, 30 minutes. And I feel like audiences are a little more impatient when it comes to like what exactly is happening here. And I don't mind that. I kind of like, you know, sort of being in the dark and kind of being like, you know, trying to figure out like what is what's going on here. Uh, but, you know, it is it. I feel like sometimes audiences might get a little impatient trying to yeah. figure out what yeah. the plot exactly is. Well, what they're. I, I found this fun fact, or I, I guess fun in quotes, mm. but when Ari Aster first went to A24, he, the script was an intense family drama, just not any yeah. horror. He just wanted to make it something like a, like Ordinary People, The Ice Storm in the Bedroom. And he knew his only way in the door to get this movie made was to sprinkle in some horror. So mm-hmm. he even says like this movie's like one half a family drama, which was the original plan, and then the other mm-hmm. half this horror cult thing. And you can, I can, I can see that. I, I could see like when you go and people are just going like, when's, when's what going to, this yeah. horror going to happen? I think the, a movie like this begs the question, like what, what must a film do to succeed as a film? Mm-hmm. Like, must it satisfy the audience? So I, I watched Raging Bull last night and that movie made me so deeply sad. <laughs> yeah. Coming out of it, I was like, I don't feel good about life. I mean, it's an incredible movie, mm-hmm. but it made me deeply sad and depressed. Yeah. And but it's it's a but masterful it, piece of work. It's a drama. You go into a drama expecting to maybe have like a sad sort yeah. of experience. So people are mad about hereditary. I mean, I've had this argument a lot that by the end of the film, the it, it drifts into a new area that to viewers, I think it doesn't um, fulfill the expectations it set out mm-hmm. because there is no happy ending. 
but except for the little girl, she I she gets guess, to become Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> she gets to become Paramount. But must a film uh, fulfill the satis- the the expectations of the audience to be considered good? I don't think so. No, I I don't think so. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like you know you have to try to separate what you want as an invested viewer and what you you know as an objective sort of yeah. like. You know, maybe not as a critic, but just objectively, what you think, you know, is is a well-crafted story. What you think is, yeah, I mean, I I think um, there definitely is like a very like uh, you can tell that this was made with a lot of precision, a lot of um, you know, a lot of hard work and a steady hand, which I really appreciate. I I think this movie, in some aspects, reminds me of The Shining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's that totally. that opening shot of the miniature house, but then when it zooms in on the one room, you see like the father walking into like that is just like yeah. the shot in the shining of the maze you know like That's it's a great transition it's so. it's i was like really um that really sets into motion this kind of theme that's throughout the movie that they are kind of like pawns in this game that are not really control themselves and they reiterate that at one point in the movie yeah uh, which is you know it that is like a very like classic sort of tragedy you know like no matter what you do you can't escape this like horrible fate that's been you know, uh, cast onto you. Right. Well, the, as you know, you felt something when you watch Raging Bolt. You oh, felt yeah. something. Like I, oh, like yeah. we can talk about what how movies feel it, but that's the goal. Like you felt probably many different things, yeah. and that's the role. I'm just shocked. I think horror movies ha- are for it is what it is. Have gone two different ways. You got yeah. The Conjuring. Yeah, it yeah. jump scares people. It, for you know, they're fun. Bring a date movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, JJ and I used to live together. Uh, JJ was gone for the weekend. I watched A Quiet Place one night, and that was like all the lights are off. I actually yeah. had popcorn. Mm-hmm. And then the next night was Hereditary. And within 20 minutes, I had to put the lights on, and I'm, I was legit. <laughs> yeah. This movie, like this movie, scared like or at least gave me goosebumps. Like I felt uncomfortable. Uh, but one. Some are those movies are fun, like Quiet Place. Yeah, I would say they're fun. I would say those are like roller coaster horror movies. Yes, you know, like you're screaming out of like some sort of like you know joy, I guess, or like ooh, like yeah, yeah they got me there. Uh, this, you know, there's a psychological element, and I, you know, I don't think people like having their psyche sort of tinkered with. Yeah, this, um, this, this movie does not belong in a theme park. Like, no, like no. so, I think people like this movie, The Witch, The Baba Duke. I think. Yeah. Like I, I expect not everyone to like that, mm-hmm. but it's I, I don't think it deserves a D plus on Cinema Score. Yeah, I think people I are just like I didn't I, I don't know, like, I really, like how can you look at the camera work and go this is a D plus? Yeah, like that's my the acting. I mean, you know, if you want to get into like the the cast and the acting, I mean, obviously Tony Collette is like yeah. I even people in all these movies like you know she's phenomenal in this movie, but even absolutely this, phenomenal. Even she should have been nominated. I yeah. she should have won. I mean, I think she gave the strongest performance of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm with you right there, and I think a lot of people are. I mean, just say it. Just fucking say it. Don't you swear at me, you little shit. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. Do you understand? All I do is worry and slave and defend you. And all I get back is that fucking face on your face. So full of disdain and resentment and always so annoyed. Well, now your sister is dead. A mutual friend of ours, who I won't say his name. <laughs> we know okay. who you are. Okay. We, um, we still live together. Okay. And I, he was always a fan of horror films, and I never was. 
because um, growing up I was always too afraid to watch them. And But then kind of midway through college I started getting into horror a little bit. Yeah. And I was looking at films like The Exorcist and The Shining, um, the kind of like, you know, the auteur like horror stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like loving it. And then somewhere along the way I realized that what he was looking for from horror was completely different than what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, uh, I think it was the Babadook. I went to see that and it like instilled so much terror in me. (laughs) I still think about that movie. That that movie got to me as well. Yeah, because it was so terrifying. And I went to my friend, to our friend, to say, I mean, Babadook is like the best horror movie I think I've seen in, you know, the best horror movie I've seen made in decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, oh, I saw that. I didn't, I, I didn't think that was scary or, or, or good at all. And he was watching movies like The Conjuring and shit like that. Fine movies in their own right. Sure, but movies yeah. about like spooky nuns and stuff. Not made by our directors, not yeah, you know, yeah. not marketed as like elevated pieces of art. No. And he is like loving that. And he, he's always seeking like the scariest movie. And I say, Well you wanna go see the scariest movie, go see, you know, the Babadook, go see Hereditary and he goes and watches those films and they don't speak to him. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I guess sometimes people are more scared by like violence, and there's violence in the Hereditary, but um, I think some people go into a horror movie, you know, like a, like a roller coaster horror movie, like say Saw or something, and they're looking kind of more for like gore and violence and very surface level sort of scares. Um, but to me, what really puts like this movie Hereditary into like the line of like the old seventies horror movies, uh, or like the Babadook is that you really like get invested in the characters, which yeah. is what makes the violence that much more meaningful and tragic. You know, you really feel for this family. You feel for Tony Collette, her son, you know, like the whole family. And these are like really horrible things that are happening to them. And then, you know, you have a movie like Saw, where you just throw in a bunch of like good looking, you know, 20 something year olds who have like no personality and they're getting like their heads and limbs cut off. And it's like, well, who cares? I mean, I guess maybe it's fun because you're seeing some like gross stuff, but it's, am I scared by that? No, or maybe I'm put off because it's gross imagery, but it's, I don't, I don't feel anything from that. You know, it's just, I, I'd rather a movie piss me off than make me feel nothing. I, I agree. I hope it's just like a right place, right time. Like, if, you know, you go see Th- uh, Saw on a date or with some friends, you're going to have, you hopefully have a fun time, even if it's the movie's true. bad. Hereditary, I think, is just like, I, I, I kind of just need to watch this alone and then mm-hmm. be alone for like 20. <laughs> I know, uh, like, uh, it sticks with you. It sticks, yeah, it it's sticks kind of with you. If you watch it on a date, you both would probably part ways. <laughs> <laughs> even if it was a person She'll mess. swipe left with you, yeah. like, then and there. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. And I would say the same thing for Raging Bull. Like, this isn't, yeah. like, a movie like, hey, guys, Thanksgiving's over, let's watch a movie. <laughs> this is a movie to, like... Sure but, I, but, but like Raging Bull and Hereditary, those are movies that get better Stand and better. Uh, I'll admit, like, uh, you probably loved, absolutely loved Hereditary when it came out. I really, really liked it. There was something that was preventing me from loving it. And, I, and we could talk about that. There's some points... And this is my third time watching it, and it just, I, I'm, I'm getting there. Like you know, the girl, it's, I'm on a first date with the girl, <laughs> and she maybe said one thing. I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> but I love that flaw. I now love like it. Mm, but Ari Aster has become a director between this and he just released uh, Midsommar, mm-hmm. which was I I and I would put them in the same vein of how I feel about these movies. Uh, he's become a director writer who I will watch. I can't wait to see what he does next. Like he yeah, is, certainly made a name for himself. Is it you know like these movies made quite an impression on yeah. people? You know how can they not? Um, he will have such an interesting career. I, yeah. And I think. Especially because he said Midsommar, I think, is his last horror film. Yeah, he wants to do like a comedy or like a, right. a, a like yeah. I, I I'm think down. I'm I, like I can craft a film. This no time watching else. Hereditary, I'm like he. It's so simple what he does with the camera. It's just like it's simple, yeah. mm-hmm. but I would never think of right. it. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess um, you know the pacing is one thing with this movie where again like audiences are getting a little turned off because it is slow in the middle like between. You know the um, yeah spoilers. Yeah, I mean, every oh, yeah, episode yeah, of this spoilers. <laughs> we're talking about this in depth. If that's not clear, but um, you know between the death of the daughter, which you know we'll get into, um, and then I guess the last the last like 20 30 minutes, it is it is slow. You know, it, it, but it's like it's like a slow burn. It's building. You know, you still have the atmosphere. It's still creepy. You still get some like you know you get those nightmare scenes and. You know, oh, yeah. this is, you know, I usually am not a fan of, like, you know, nightmare sequences or dream sequences, but this was effective, I thought, um, it, and it was at least relevant to what was going on. So the pace, I don't really have a problem with. I feel like, you know, you guys, too, have a problem with slow-paced films, but, yeah. again, general audiences, I feel like, do. Yeah, that's fair. It's a good two-hour, yeah, it's two-hour, five-minute, yeah, like, it's... It, it makes long movies. I... I never. This is a movie, and granted, it's a slow burn, but it really rewards you at the end. Yeah. Uh, but I never like looked at my watch, going like uh, as opposed yeah, to some movies that we watched over the years. It's just I, I'm kind of yeah. And and, and, and Tony Collette A plus. I want to give credit to that kid too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Peter Wolf. Like, or uh, uh, Peter Wolf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter and the Wolf. That uh, the Jumanji kid. Yeah. Uh, I thought he I, is Wolf. I can't. Yeah. Uh, Alex you know, Wolf, yeah, yeah no, Alex, him, they're a uh, big time rush. They were oh, part yeah. of that band, Big Time Rush. Wait, I thought All you big time rushes out. Wait, I thought he was the Naked Brothers band. No. Some, okay, you're, yeah, I think you're some right. Some Nickelodeon some, sort of like makeup, made up. I'm band. gonna get comments about this, like this was not Big Time Rush. This, yeah, I think you're right. It is Naked <laughs> Something Brothers. Something. But he like did that. an excellent job as well. Yeah, like yeah, I think, yeah. but Tony Collette, I do believe, and so did Gabriel Byrne. I think I was, I felt more for his. Like, do you think they cast him because of his name? Like, do you think his name was uh, <laughs> foreshadow? I'm always looking for. I love foreshadows. So I kind of look for them where they're not even meant to be. Well, you, the whole. Uh, so I could, and, yeah. and speaking of which, this movie is filled with foreshadow. Yeah. And another thing. It is slowly paced, but it's all building towards something, and that's why I feel it's very calculated. You know, like leading up to the daughter's death, there's a lot. I mean, like there's a shot of Tony Collette cutting tomatoes, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and there's another shot of like a girl at the party chopping almonds, and it's like coming more obvious what's gonna happen. That that was a scene that like made me go, oh, like. I mean, it becomes more obvious that something's gonna happen, but if you had no idea. You would not expect her head to pop off. No. If you had no idea this was a horror film and you go yeah. into this not like knowing nothing, you just think this is like a movie about a dysfunctional family. Sure. And then all of a sudden it's like like, you know, every the the floor is taken out from under you when that happens. I mean yeah. the second her she sticks her head the window, I knew it was gonna happen at that point, but it was still like no, 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 yeah. no. And then it happens. And to even make that whole sequence more disturbing Perhaps one of the most disturbing shots in any film I've ever seen. Her like head the next morning covered in ants. Oh, this would be yeah. one of the most disturbing yeah. things I've ever seen. And 
Yeah, I mean, this is like really effective imagery here. Yeah. And I can see how that pisses some people off. To quote a friend of ours, this movie will ruin your day. And like, uh, but he turned, uh, that same friend turned the movie off after that part. He's like, I, I don't want to watch. He was very unsettled. Oh, yeah. yeah and I think Ari Aster was like, well, I did my job. Like, you feel Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for people like us who watch a lot of film, you know that there are a few times when you are truly surprised by something in a film. Yeah. And this film has yeah. maybe, like, two or three of those moments. Yeah, a lot of surprises. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that moment and then at the end, I mean, at that point in the last uh, 30 minutes, I, I think everything from when he, like, the son becomes possessed and smashes his nose, <laughs> everything from then on is just, like, you know, okay, like, you can tell now everything's about to, like come to a head like you know pun intended i guess but like you're just you're just kind of like you know at that point like all right here we go and i i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm really afraid and it's worse than what you could possibly imagine i think what happens after that for the ride at that point but I know that was a serious like for not people who found this film just like boring I didn't like it but a serious criticism of the film was yeah. like the last 20 minutes mm, yeah because it does take a sharp left turn into like what the fuck's film like, yeah it I think if you yeah in criticism of this film like it's hard to me it's really hard to criticize the, the first two acts of this film because to me they're like perfectly executed I might I might I'm not going to debate you but there's one flaw but we can get into that but but I think the third act of the film is when it walks into a territory that you either have to just buy in mm-hmm. or or get out because yeah. there is no like there's no reason at that point yeah. I mean once she becomes like possessed it just ventures into like horrorville mm-hmm. and at that point he's just basically doing like silly like horror bits like yeah. <laughs> well some people uh in some of the comments were like i was laughing like like i imagine yeah, you're just seeing funny it. well it, like i and i could see like i think when uh tony collette's like crawling yeah, in the air yeah, i can yeah. see someone i can see like a teenager yeah, behind me at the theater oh like, yeah it's, it's, you know that's because i was also terrified <laughs> it's, like, well, it's a good way to really tension uh purposes it's my coping mechanism <laughs> and i just i i noticed this on this rewatch and this is just maybe uh i didn't know that the teacher was part of the cult and i'm oh, like yeah, oh yeah, he like, was yeah oh I, wait, wait, wait. Oh, he, the teacher the who's, teacher. who's disturbed oh. when he's smashing his nose, who's like... Oh, oh, I think... No, the teacher before, like, the the bigger the, guy, the, the Santa-shaved guy, he's bald oh, on top. he's in the end. And also, maybe that other teacher, because when they, when before he enters the class, the teacher does this. Right. But I did see the teacher before, as you, I saw his naked body with the other naked, naked people. Oh, the naked I, did not notice. I did not want to look at the naked guys <laughs> at very long, so that's why I did not notice. As soon as you saw it, someone naked, I was like, ugh, like, because, well, uh, I don't know, it was, like, disturbing. Like, we can't reason out that, I mean, where the, where the naked people come from, like, yeah. why all of a sudden they appear, why doesn't she just uh, kill herself right away? Why is she, why is she just, like, goofing around? How did she get into the attic? Yeah, it's just, like... But at that point... I'm along for that ride, though. At that point, I'm you have to resign yourself Like, I'm surprised people... It, it, like, it... I think this movie does a lot of laying 
down, like, I should, okay, uh, Ann Dowd, who was the grieving mother, her friend at the, at the support yeah. group, mm-hmm. it's setting up for something mm-hmm. spooky. Yeah. yeah. It's spending, and then they have the seance scene themselves, and it's kind of scary, and then, like, it's just, like, to me, it's like laying down kindling, and then the last yeah. 20 minutes is just gasoline. Yeah. Like, you have, yeah, I'm alone, like, okay, I'm expecting a fire. Well, the second. Not that big of a fire. Well, the second, <laughs> and then speaking of fire, I feel like the second that Gabriel Burns burns, <laughs> the second he, like, yeah, bursts into that. flames. And she at, makes a face. At that second, it's like, okay, there are no more rules. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they, the movie tricks you earlier on when she tries to burn the book. She starts going on fire. So, yeah, that's and that's on purpose. The movie yeah. deceives you. And I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure there's theories out there and people can, like, send them. But I don't know why it was the father who burned <laughs> yeah. at the second time and he burst into flames. I have no idea why. Uh, like but that, that makes it scarier because, yeah. again, it was, it was shocking. It was unexpected. And... It was terrible. Like, this guy yeah. had no chance. And, like I said, at that point, I mean, we're talking about, like, demons and kings of hell. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, anything can go, I guess, at that point. Well, there are things, I think, in films that you don't want to define, and that's what kind of gives them, like, that special magic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Tarantino says he'll never explain why Inglorious Bastards is spelled that way. Because if he would, because it's spelled wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. E R D S or something. Yeah, and Inglorious is also spelled wrong. Okay, yeah. And he, people ask him about that all the time. He said, "I'll never tell you," and that's just like a magical thing about his work that, like, if you seek to define it, you kind of take the power away from oh, it. Or like The Shining, like what when he goes into that ballroom and all of a sudden yeah, there's, there's like there's people there, there, yeah, yeah, or the bear that's like I bet the bear is the biggest question mark. Yeah, what is you? that? I, but who cares? Like that's. I like the famous good. quote from David Lynch when uh, uh, Mark Kermode, a uh, uh, famous movie critic, is interviewing him about a racer head. And he yeah. talks about how much he loves it, and he's like trying to find the meaning in this he one thing. He's like most, most religious film. Most, and he's like, "Could you explain this?" And David Lynch goes, "No." <laughs> like that, and that's like, great. I love and that. I, 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 I think, agree. I get annoyed I, by movies that try to explain too much. Yeah, about that. like rules and how this works and how things don't work. It's like. You know, like, just show me, and if, you know, there are things that are mysterious, or there's, maybe there's no rules at all, that's fine, too. Like, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm on board with this movie and the crazy things that happened at that point, um, but I'd rather, I don't know, ambiguity is something that I'm okay with, yeah, but again, I feel like a lot of audiences want answers. I mean, I think we're in an age where people are going to be looking up online, like, what happened, right. why did this happen, oh, there's a- and the more, and, the, and, you know, people have theories, but if they yeah. don't know for and sure. And explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate, I, there's I, always a video I like want to get, yeah, no, a little bit on a filmmaker's soapbox. Yeah. Please, if you're a YouTuber, do not make any more of these, like, you know, Fast and Furious 9 ending explained. <laughs> I mean, like, that explains like, like, No, but there's Aladdin explained. It's yeah. just like, I think you can. Let people interpret it on their own. Let people discuss. Let people be yeah. wrong or right or find something Plus, new. I've seen some of those videos. They just explain what you already saw. A lot of times I don't even, like, interpret it. It's just like... This character died. It's like, yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like the end of Blue Velvet when uh, he shoots the guy and he walks in there and he's still standing. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? He's dead, but he's standing up. It's like, we'll never know. That doesn't make any sense. No mm-hmm. one can, can... But, uh, like, that's what made David Lynch oh, Lynch. Yeah, that was David Lynch's... I, I don't know what 
like yeah, he was he was a well-known director by Blue Velvet. I feel like if you go see a David Lynch movie, you should be like, oh, I'm expecting a David Lynch movie. I'll give people. Once again, I'm not for the D plus. I'm not for like the. Yeah. I think people were just a little too harsh because they were expecting something else. Yeah. Like any legit criticism of this film, I understand. But this was Ari Aster's first movie, and they just that's did true. not know what to expect. Right, and that's great. But and you're you're if yeah. we're going along with the roller coaster theme, you're kind of in the dark. Yeah. Of yeah, just and true. you're going along for the ride. Listen. What? No, 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 no. Listen. When I did this earlier, this manifested on the page. I saw it. So I said, what, what is it? It's Charlie. Did you find hey. Charlie? Did you want to draw some more? You can keep going. Stop it. Stop it. We need to keep our fingers touching. Uh, you are scary. No, I am not. Peter, Peter, listen. Stop it. There is no need to be scared. This is your sister. I like the fact that it we didn't, it wasn't Satan. I like that. I like yeah. that he can't. Like, it was he a did, demon, a king I, of hell. I like that he did research. Demon? I like that he like. Came I, I, I don't know like the research. Uh, I don't know the like. I don't need to like like what is payment's deal yeah. like what happens but like. Well, I think if it was Satan, I would have been like, oh, this is this is basically yeah. Rosemary's well, baby. Well, you know, in The Exorcist, it's not the devil either. It's I think like Pazuzu or something. Right. Pazuzu. Or slash, I think Captain Howdy, which is what? like yeah, I think in The, the Exorcist, like when he the. The daughter says, like, oh, like, my friend Captain Howdy, which is actually Pazuzu, like, I guess, trying to, you know, oh, I didn't know trick that. her or something. Yeah, yeah. Captain I Howdy. I think the, yeah. the, the it, not the mistake, because you have to sell a movie, but this movie is only a horror movie in the last 20 minutes. This is a psychological family drama. It is, it, and if you sold yeah. it as that, people would have been like, I'm on, I think this movie would have... I think it would have been just more acclaimed by audiences and Oscars and whatnot. It just mm -hmm. this movie did very actually for uh, ten million it made eighty million. Yeah, and, and like I'm so happy. Like yeah, I, I think Midsummer also made that. I haven't done the uh, I didn't look at that, but I'm really happy for this person's uh, Ari Aster's career. Yeah, I me think too. I think um, any sort of mixed genre, mixed horror with yeah, any sort of genre, a problem. How do you define the genre? Yeah, exactly. Because you know I like mixing like horror and comedy, or in yeah. this case, it's like a horror domestic drama. You know. Um, I, I like all of that, but again, like it, sometimes audiences want to have a better idea of what they're in for, and if you're getting like a scene where a, a girl's head is getting cut off by a telephone pole, followed by a very compelling scene of a mother and son arguing over dinner, you know that scene alone she should have been nominated. So that is like yeah. probably the most compelling scene in the movie, and that's again like the selling point. Like you totally buy into this family dynamic. And then so then for the rest of the movie, when even more horrible things happen to you, it's just even more devastating. But that that dinner scene alone, I, like you read some of the audience reviews and it's oh, just like, I, yeah, 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 terrible, great movie, best horror movie ever, seriously? Uh, like, at least some people were, like, I'll read this one review. Hereditary got some really low scores everywhere because people went into the movie expecting another paranormal activity or another fucking Annabelle movie. A24 doesn't do movies like that. Like, yeah. like I think, I think if you, it's all expectations. But if you were to look at that dinner scene, I don't know how you can rate this movie like yeah. a D plus. Yeah, I mean, I try to even separate like if a movie is something I don't personally like, but I can at least say like yeah. I think that was well done, or I think other people will like this. It's just not something that's up my alley. I think. Sometimes the audiences don't differentiate that, or even critics don't really differentiate that either sometimes. Well, um, speaking of the rating, I have a, I'm going to pull something up for you guys. I have, yeah, a, I have a bone to pick 
with Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So since I write for Esquire.com, mm-hmm. I recently found out that my writing about film was uh, is on Rotten Tomatoes, which I had no idea. Oh, it gets really? put into reviews. Yeah. Is that review like a what movie that you? So look, I so I'm a critic. But my, my reviews do not count towards the tomato meter. I'm not a tomato oh. meter approved critic. Sorry. Oh. But they have been We're taking... We're going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> these are all my film reviews, and they've been taking them and plugging them into their database or whatever. Wow. So if you see here, Hereditary, they took, my, they took a piece of my review. I had nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. I say, Hereditary is quite the opposite of fun. It seeks only to burden the audience, setting us up to hurt oh, from the very start. And they interpreted that as a negative review? Yeah. But, like, they... Um, I mean, that's taking my review, like, deeply out of context, because what I wrote about the film was that it is what we're talking about here, about how it challenges what a horror film even is. And I would by no means call this a bad movie. They interpreted my review as an 89% on the tomato meter, but they gave it a uh, rotten from me oh so they think you're giving this movie a rotten yeah but they also interpreted it as 89 percent, which is not rotten that is very confusing uh, so how this website look, look, operates is we will do it like, like we can go like on we, we can talk about like a two-hour conversation about rotten tomatoes i, yeah, I, I mean I, they're, we're using this as kind of like a loose guideline for you know, just trying to figure out, like, you know, what movies have this yeah. sort of charity. And I do notice, uh, I, I, Rotten Tomatoes is a good, like, just, like, there is a difference. Uh, there are people that love Hereditary, and there's people that just get nothing out yeah, of there's it. No like, I, there's no argument People uh, are conflicted about this. But, thing. like, yeah, if you, like, a 3.3 out of 5, which is, like, middle down the road, that is considered a positive review. Yeah. I always think, like, if it's a good, just, gateway drug into our conversation yeah. that's how I think and, of this you know we're not even sticking strictly to this like has to be fresh with one around sure, the sure, other sure. this is technically fresh with both but it's like a certified like you know almost 90% with critics and like you know like a 60 like there's a quite a bit of a difference anyway um, so you know it still raises a worthy of discussion right. but, but you must concede that the way Rotten Tomatoes is kind of influencing the film discourse is extremely strange mm-hmm. well it's kind of like you know which it's like it's like basically two sides of a coin like is it fresh or rotten yeah. according to what you wrote and you know a lot of times people write mixed reviews like you know right. you feel kind of middle of the road about it but you need then you have to pick a side yeah sometimes it's not even a review sometimes it's film criticism that's just kind of mm-hmm. writing about film not saying whether it's fresh or rotten. <laughs> well, it's just right about film. It, yeah. I think the why, one point you can take is just see the movie and have your own opinion about it. Like, uh, I, love Ideally. The, I love the movie Under the Silver Lake, and that movie was, it's it's 50-something in, by critics and 50-something by audiences. Interesting. And I, I, it's in my, I, it's one of my favorites of the uh, 2019. Uh I always think it started out with, like, you know, Ron Tomato started out. It's good to know, like, I don't want to see, a, you know, a movie like Annabelle, the creation of the doll, who the nun. I don't want to, like, you know, if a movie's 30, if a movie, if people are saying this movie's bad, I don't want to pay to see it. And if people are saying this movie's good, I would love to see it. I just yeah. think uh, maybe, I think you're right. I think the word, it's not good or bad, it's strange. The, the, the level of discourse. Yeah. It, it is what it is. I think it kind of, it 
the idea of Rotten Tomatoes grew beyond the intentions. Like it's, I agree. It grew beyond. Yeah. Um, but it's always, you know, I never really had like an app, like except for like a movie here and there. I never really had like an app. I know what movies I'm going to see. I think. If anything, I'm more interested in movies that I don't see what the critical score is yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's the best. When you don't know if it's good or bad, you just go. Yeah, yeah. I love that. If shit. it's booed at Khan, I'm going to go see it. Like, I'm, I'm more interested <laughs> in a movie that's booed at Khan as opposed to why. So, like, it's... it's a, it, I understand a lot of people just don't have the taste for Hereditary. Yeah. I ho- hopefully one day... It's just fine. Not every movie has to be like a universally loved movie. But again, like, you know, it seems to have gotten some reaction of everyone, and it's better for a movie to evoke something than nothing. And it's but, not going to be a movie that fades into obscurity. Uh, no, I, I think it'll stand the test of time. I think it'll stand the test of time, and as a, it'll, like, it'll just get better if people, maybe every 10 years they decide to rewatch it. Because I've, I've seen it twice in like the past six yeah. months and I'm like I think I'm I don't want to be sad anymore I, I would argue that it's the best film of 2018 oh okay and I think future generations will recognize it as such because what's its competition Green Book oh <laughs> well okay what, they, uh, both the the what? <laughs> they both end the same way Green Book Mahershala Lee's doing the same thing with the piano wire um, um, what other movies were nominated like let me look this up real quick no I think um, uh, to put it Hereditary belongs in the the category of like The Witch The Babadook uh, it yeah. comes at night where it's a horror movie yeah but and it's critically acclaimed but and people are expecting a horror movie and you're what you're getting is an auteur vision yeah, intense a- drama uh, with horror elements and people end up either either laughing at the the silly bits and just going like where's where's the clown coming out where's the jump scares and that if we want to go into a discussion of horror I think jump scares I, I, are people so used to that that they expect it and they need it because this movie doesn't offer any of that but like it yeah. offers something completely new that's true yeah I mean it, jump scares again it's like kind of like a shallow, cheap trailer. Anyone can do a jump scare. And again, if that's what you want, like, fine. Sure. But like I said, you get the same sort of thrills from, like, riding a roller coaster. You know, yeah. you know, it's... If that's what you want, you want, you know, popcorn movie, summertime movie, like, just go see this crazy movie, fine. Uh, you know, but if you want a little more food for thought, then I think this is up your alley. So I think... Um, I was just trying to look up quickly what the other movies that were nominated last year. I mean, you had movies like, you know, like, Roma, Stars Born, um... Yeah, Green Book, The Favorite, uh, Black Klansman, um, Black Panther, Green Rhapsody. I mean, would you say that Hereditary is superior I, to those movies? I would, I would put a, I would switch out one of those movies, mm-hmm. and you guys can put in what your your movie that you would switch out. But I, there, yeah, Tony Collette should have been nominated. Yeah, uh, you know, Ari Aster maybe would have been either five and six, like, but. At least the, edit, the editing on that movie is phenomenal. Yeah, it was way better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. I'm gonna call that out because Bohemian oh, Rhapsody. How do you really? But okay, Tony Collette should have been nominated. The movie, like, it, it is a phenomenal movie. Uh, but it wasn't nominated for anything. And again, yeah, Ed, I mean, how insane. many? If you look back in the history of the Academy Awards, I mean, how many movies? Yeah. You know, that one best film that fade into obscurity, you know, it's just, it's, it's clearly a time is the best test for like what is actually, you know, um, significant. I will say my, the one criticism that I had, and I've now accepted it as like, as part of the ride, but when I first saw it, the party, I know you have to get from A to Z, yeah. like she has to have the, uh, the 
yeah. allergy yeah. and get her head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like you got to take your sister to this party. No, no, no. Like, like, <laughs> like, don't bring this sister, and everyone's kind of nuts up. I'm <laughs> like, I've never seen a party where people are doing that, but the, yeah. the shot of the nuts, I'm like, oh, Probably, something's yeah. gonna happen. It better be a little nitpicky. I'd say the uh, the nut allergy was the least subtle thing. It's like, okay, yeah. like as soon as they say like there's no nuts in that, right? It's like, okay, it's yeah. all play. And but I didn't go. I didn't throw my hands up in the air, going, oh, I'm out. It was just, <laughs> I'm smiling right now as I say it, yeah. and it's what made me go like, I really, really like this movie. Mm-hmm. But I do think you get a better appreciation. And the more you see it, and you're just along for the ride at that part. Right. So, brother, once again, I sister comes along, eats some cake with nuts in it. You like <laughs> get to get from A to Z somewhere. Is that how brutal is that though? I mean, you talk about like you know movies like like jump scare movies where people get hacked up or something. This I feel like getting your head cut up by a telephone pole from being in a car going 100 miles per hour. That is like one of those violent kind of yeah. deaths I've ever seen. Um, so now oh, this movie has it all. I'd say. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so let's uh, just to conclude. Let's say I think we're we're going to decide more with the critics on this, but you know these percentages, you know they can they're 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 a bit arbitrary again. How sometimes one review is assigned to fresh or rotten. So if you had to just give your own personal percentage, you know where your tomato meter would be, you know what what percentage would you give this movie? I mean, I love this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like a 96 or something. Okay, yeah, mid 90s sort yeah. of approval rating. Okay, yeah. Dom. Keith. Uh, uh, you know, I would, I would, when I first saw the movie, I would probably give it an 89, and now I'd probably give it like a 91, 92, and it's probably going to get higher. And I like to think, I I remember the audience score being in the 50s, and now it's at a 65. I like to think that's going to get higher over time too. Yeah, I think we'll so. Do, we'll all reconvene in 10 years <laughs> to talk about the the historical effect of hereditary. Exactly. And I, I think I'm uh, in agreement with you guys. I'd probably give this somewhere like, you know, like a 93, 94%. I mean, um, I, the only minus points, I guess, is no, not a lot of rewatchability factor, but then that's not really the point. So I don't know why she's been penalized for that. Again, you know, this is just these percentages are arbitrary just how you feel basically yeah you know, this we feel strong about this movie so yeah it's, it's a shame that uh other audiences at least right away don't but that is our hope for this movie that over time yeah i guess the lesson to be learned is if you hear it's a heart like the best horror movie of all time adjust your expectations sure. don't go in expecting like a actual horror movie just like oh i'm expecting do more research on it like no, you really- <laughs> going with no expectations that's a good point you know I, that's what really caught us off guard and for me i feel like i've had the best movie experiences in general when i have no expectations at all yeah yeah so all right guys well dom thank you for joining yeah, us thank you so much we are i will i must officially decree we are signing with the critics yes. on hereditary yes. that is that, thing. i would cut my own head off with piano <laughs> yeah. uh, well, okay thank you for the that. after effect <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yes um yeah we haven't made any clicking noise <laughs> i tried to block that scene out of my mind so thank you for uh reminding me of that uh so yeah dom thanks a lot for coming on hail payment hail payment and uh join us next time guys for another episode of divided films Thanks a lot.